Okay, hello and welcome to the first episode of the Hybrid Moments podcast. This is going to be a uh, rebrand of an old show, uh, but now it's new, fresh, and even better, hopefully. Probably not, uh, since uh, this is a podcast I'm creating for an in-house internship for HCC, and uh, unfortunately, because uh, the, the the wonderful times that we live in called COVID, uh, unfortunately, we're not allowed to use the uh, the equipment that was pro- that that is graciously provided for us. Um, so now we're doing it by home, by phone, by any means necessary. Because hey, media still has to keep on going, doesn't it? So uh, yeah, welcome to Hybrid Moments. Um, I'm basically going to make this podcast as kind of a you know on the whim type of thing. Um, I'm just probably gonna whenever I can, talk to friends and just, you know, interview them, talk to them about life, talk to them about just anything at the time. Uh, Every once in a while, uh, I will do a kind of focused uh, uh, show where uh, basically I, uh, since I'm a poor college student that can't seem to find a job, (laughs) I still live at home wonderfully. Um, uh, (laughs) I still live at home with my my wonderful mother, and uh, uh, occasionally on the show, I will um, basically uh, uh, ruin her day by, hey, uh, I'm going to show you a art house movie, and then I'm going to interview you on a podcast for possibly one other person to listen to. (laughs) Um, And uh, my mother, she's not very much... She doesn't really like art house movies. She's probably the toughest critic I know. Probably the toughest critic since Roger Ebert, which you know who that is, right, Ma? No. No? Okay, perfect. See? Yeah, no, it's not important. Yeah, Roger Ebert sucked. Uh, <laughs> he, he was a very tough critic. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, she's a very tough critic. She doesn't exactly like art house stuff. She doesn't like hereditary. Most people love hereditary. She thought it was stupid. Um, what uh what's another uh, like other big movies that you think are just like pretty stupid that you hear most people like oh i'm not very good with the names of the movies either <laughs> okay uh, yeah i don't know i don't remember oh uh, well <laughs> sorry <yeah. laughs> it's all good yeah no just uh you're you're uh well uh would you like to give your name or would you just like to give an alias um, no, well, my na- nickname is Lolly. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, you're a, I, I, you're a bit of a Hallmark movie person, right? Would you say yourself? Yes, but not anymore. No, that's right. That's because we, we, we finally cut the cord. Uh, you, you, you're getting with the times and you, you finally learned how to use Hulu, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> Thank you for teaching. <laughs> hey. Um, I'm coming up with the times, as they say. Yes. And um, today, or at least this week, we um, I decided to start with uh, a movie that is widely considered uh, the greatest movie of all time. You know, like, like the New York Times say this is like the greatest movie of all time, and anyone that like has gone to film school says, "Oh, it's it's the best movie ever made," which is Citizen Kane. 
uh, directed and starring Orson Welles. Well, fun fact, I don't know if you know this, uh, but uh, I had a relationship with, I believe, Marilyn Monroe and Vampira, the horror host from the 50s. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, which makes sense because, honestly, in the beginning of the movie, he's kind of a good looking guy, wasn't he? Yes, definitely a very good looking guy. And, and, and he had that voice, too, like that, you know. Raspy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was very interesting. <laughs> Oh, and also a fun fact about Orson Welles. Um you um you remember um you you remember War of the Worlds, right? The book? Yes. Um in I think it was like the 1930s. Uh he was in charge of voicing a um a radio play of War of the Worlds that uh unfortunately a lot of people just tuned into and as kind of a um it, they they treated it less as like a reading of the book and treated it like oh there's an actual alien attack and I'm a newscaster talking about it as you know the, as people are dying and he did this and as kind of to to keep up the illusion of it's a real broadcast they wouldn't say oh uh, you know now it's a commercial from War of the Worlds and yeah uh, people unfortunately thought it was real. And it led to a lot of like really bad things and people in New Jersey panicking. I do remember that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ho- horrible thing. I think people actually like di- uh, committed suicide and all this crazy stuff because they thought it was real. Anyway, it was all because of Orson Welles. It was his fault. Okay. <laughs> and he's the man that directed and starred in uh, Citizen Kane. And I decided, yeah, I'll, I'll show you and ask what you thought. As as the toughest critic I know, as as you know, what what did you think of Citizen Kane? Mm, I thought it was okay. Um, it was entertaining. It kept me engaged. Um, uh, I thought the character, uh, the main character, which is Orson Welles. Um, I thought that he um, he was a, a very um, he wasn't a very nice man. <laughs> um, I thought that um, the second lead lady, um, I think her name was Susan, and if I recollect correctly, um, she was um, she portrayed a really dumb blonde. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a big thing, of course, in like the the thirties and forties. Yeah. So, um, but I thought it was I, I thought it was well told. Um, the the movie, um, you know, I, it it kept me entertained. It was a little long uh, towards the Two end. Hours. Yeah, towards the end, it was like getting like when I get bored that's just it I start to tune out so I had to really like um, say no I have to pay attention because it was just getting a little old yeah Yeah. so I was getting tired of the movie (laughs) (laughs) no um, when I told you about this movie and I told you that like oh it's supposed to be the greatest movie ever made Mm -hmm. uh, what was your expectation about that I really didn't have any expectations because I had no clue what it was. So I had none whatsoever. Um, Expectation-wise, afterwards, I'd say, it was all right. 
wasn't anything like, oh, wow. I mean, it was just okay. I definitely agree with you. Uh, I've, I haven't seen the movie before. I knew of the movie because, you know, film classes and stuff. But uh, I was thoroughly underwhelmed. Totally agree. I was not overwhelmed. It was just uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> just okay. <laughs> uh, watching it uh, personally, I did get the feeling that it felt like this was just Orison Welles showing off for himself. Do, do you get that feeling? Yes, actually, I did. Yes, yeah, like, like he's very, like he's very into himself, or was. That's all right. So, uh, yeah, I think he portrayed that very well. Like, if that was his natural self, then yes. It's like he was a person very uh, self-centered. That is true to uh, life. Thought um, very highly of himself. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is a common thing with Orson Welles and at least quite a few of his roles. Um, I'll give you another fun fact about Orson Welles. Um, the last movie he was working on, which was like Where the Wind Goes, or it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a movie about a film director who is uh, on the verge of dying, and he dies before he makes his final film. And exactly like the character in the movie, Orson Welles is making this movie, and he dies before finishing it. Uh, <laughs> uh now like almost like a little over like 70 years later they they finished the movie and they um they they put it's on netflix now and they did a documentary about it um that's uh was it they'll love me when i'm gone i think is the name of the documentary Mm -hmm. it's pretty good and you definitely get an idea of what kind of a person orison wells was which Mm -hmm. was he was pretty much uh the 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 character was it christopher kane something like that Mm mm-hmm um, he was very much like the you know the character Kane from Citizen Kane. Oh. He, he, yeah, <laughs> interesting guy. Um, but um, uh huh. So uh, uh, da, da, da. Uh, let's get a little bit into the story. Okay. The big story, of course, of the movie is um, from whatever his name is. I'm just calling Kane because his last name is Kane. Um, it is about him being on his deathbed, holding a snow globe and saying Rosebud before he dies. And the whole movie is about a reporter who is interviewing people who knew him from his life and finding out uh, what is Rosebud. When, when you heard Rosebud and heard like, okay, this is a story of them trying to figure out what it was. What did you think Rosebud was? Um, I actually thought maybe it was like, um, some kind of a nickname he had for probably someone special to him. Um, I thought it was actually a person. So I naturally thought that maybe it was, um, something to do with his mother. And as it turned out, it, it really wasn't. (laughs) Um... I think since it is a movie that's, you know, old as time itself, basically, uh, I think it's okay to say that, uh, the spoilers, how did you feel when you found out that Rosebud was just a sled? Um, it actually made sense because I think that's actually, um, the one object that, um, he kept 
from his childhood, which reminded him of his or or where he came from, which um, meant a lot to him, and um, which is probably why he became who he was in in the movie as, as his character. Um, so yeah, it, it it wasn't really shocking. It, you know, it made total sense. Uh, do you think that? Um, him wanting Rosebud on his deathbed. Do you think that was him realizing at all the horrible things that he's done? Because in the beginning of the movie, when he's an adult, he's a very self-righteous person. And he was out to seek the truth. But then as he got older and more ambitious, he became uh, a lot more selfish. Mm-hmm. A lot more weird and eccentric. Uh and do you think that him uh, you know calling out for you know the the sled you think that was him kind of um regressing to that uh that person he used to be yeah i think that he i i think in his deathbed i think that he regretted uh a lot of things and i think that he would have liked to have gone back um to that to who he was when he which which he associated with the sled his personality and who he was as a child and he would have i think he would have liked to have had the opportunity to go back or to be able to change yeah um and speaking of how the character was as a person uh do you think that uh uh actually i want to go with, uh, of course, you said the secondary character was uh, Susan. I yeah, think that was, was the second female. Yeah, uh, actor, Su- yeah. Su- Susan being his second wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel that they kind of never really touched on the aftermath with the first wife? Because the first wife he basically cheated on mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the Susan character. Uh, why did the, why why didn't they ever kind of like? bring up the whole like what happened to his son what's up with that 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 first wife because i know they said that uh, she just never answered the phone calls and stuff Uh, i don't know i i i thought that was a little strange too um why they didn't bring him into it his son um but then again with his character um he was self-centered so he just pushed him aside and that was the end of it so it wasn't any I think he treated everything as um disposable. I don't think he got close to anyone in those who he put aside in his life. He just let it go and he didn't want to address it any further. So I think that's how he treated people and that's regardless that's how he treated his son too. How did you feel about like um a lot of the the, the side characters because I do feel as if the only good actor in this movie was honestly Orson Welles mm-hmm. um, how, how did you feel about like of course you know uh, us agreeing that it kind of just feels like a uh, 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 it feels like a glamour piece for Orson Welles himself mm-hmm. um, how did you feel about like a lot of the the female characters of course you being female um and the portrayal of how kind of hollywood portrayed women in the 1930s and 40s of course you being kind of a blonde yourself um you know having that uh susan character be the way she was 
I think it was very typical in those days. Um, it's not like they really had careers. So um, it was it was pretty much portrayed correctly. Um, going with the times back then. Um, I, I, I think they did a pretty good job. Um, I don't think, I, I really didn't think much of it to tell you the truth. Um, I just thought the only, the only thing is that, um, like their women back then were also very, um, submissive to an extent because they didn't have much of a voice and if they tried either which way the man always dominated um so a woman's voice was not very loud um with the susan character she very much started as just you know a ditzy character kind of annoying very much so i mean when you first meet her she's uh like a drunken fool kind of just like in the bar wearing her old clothes mm-hmm. um and she very much you couldn't understand what she was saying because no. the, the the voice she had to like the i guess the actress had to put on mixed with pretending to be drunk um i i, I was gonna ask hey can we put on subtitles <laughs> but i know that would have bothered you <laughs> uh but um yeah um do you think that the transformation that that character went on do you uh did you appreciate that or did you find it surprising um i found it surprising and i did appreciate it because at the end she did have a voice and you can tell at the end in the last scene right before she walked out um you know she was when he he was starting to say the things that she wanted to hear and she wanted to believe in his words and then at the end when he he actually reaffirmed in his statement where she was correct in her in her in 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 her um uh how do you how do you say um in her gut instincts and in what she thought was right was for her to walk out of that marriage because it wasn't benefiting her in any way emotionally in any any in any way so it just what he said affirmed that she was t- doing the right thing and walking away from a marriage that was not working um so i i i applaud her i applauded that actress for that for that because she she made the right choice she made the right choice there very very much agree um so uh i I will ask because you know that's that's pretty much a lot of just the main points of like plot wise that were very notable because everything else i mean he was like uh um you know newspaper uh, he would refer to himself a lot as a a newspaper man yeah which i (laughs) was really dumb um uh yeah i don't there's not much to the plot i feel like it's it, it felt it just was all about him yeah, it, it was, was all about his character him it wasn't anything about anybody else it wasn't actually about the newspaper it wasn't about any of that it's everything that benefited him and his destruction of certain things not only the paper but his um also in his relationships with his quote unquote friends or people that were close to him how he minimized them so yeah it was just strictly what was it was just all about him nothing else his ego 
Now, um, I, I know that I like this was sort of, um, well, I think what made this movie very revolutionary was that it was very, um, the, the way it was filmed, like with the camera, it was filmed, um, I, I don't know, the, with lack of better terms, dynamically, because, um, it was at the time, uh, film was still on a transition from being, you know, um, stage plays to, you know, a motion picture. Uh, so they would do a lot of blocking, um, like how the characters were positioned and everything and how they would move. It was still as if, you know, it was, it was theater. Uh, I think this is like one of the first movies where like, you know, characters were just positioned in a way that like, it looked modern and the way the camera would move, it was like, you know, one moment it'll be like filming, uh, 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 Kane when he's like as a child you know playing in the snow and the camera would move back and it like goes through the window and to the parent uh which i you know y- you can watch dracula there's nothing like that in dracula <laughs> you know there's nothing like that in, in uh in uh, uh was it gojira you know there's nothing like that it was kind of it, it was new and i think um well i wasn't big on just the plot and stuff i will say that the movie was filmed beautifully Yes, that yes. I agree. I agree with you also. I, that I did appreciate. When you, when I really think down to it, it felt very much like a, um, like a character piece, like a character study. Mm-hmm. Which I know I've watched a couple movies with you that you know are like that. You know, being like uh, uh, Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. and um, of course uh, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, which yes. I know you, you very much liked. Loved, loved. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, which I still find almost a little bit surprising. But I know you sometimes like Batman movies, sometimes. So. Sometimes, and some of them, but I loved that movie. Loved, loved it. <laughs> um, compared to a lot of uh, character pieces that, like, you've seen of today, which also I know you've recently, like, just watched by yourself on the whim, the movie Buried with Ryan Reynolds when he's just alone in a coffin. Yes. Yes. Um, do you think that um, comparing like a lot of those types of movies to Citizen Kane, like do you think it stands up to like today's standards? I think it standed. It did stand up to um, the movie with um, Buried. Uh, it did because it was um, it was very telling. So, and I think that's what I look for in a movie. Um, at least for a movie to keep me engaged, definitely. Um, and some just don't do that. So, um, and as my son said earlier, I am, uh, very hard on movies. So sometimes he, (laughs) he can get upset with me. Like, what do you mean? And he starts grilling me. (laughs) So, but yes, I, I thought, I, I, I thought, yes. It, it was uh, it was compatible um, with regards to that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, would you say overall, like, you liked the movie? Or, yeah. Um, I found it acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't a like movie. Um, okay. It definitely wasn't a love. <laughs> I can agree. But it was okay. Yeah. To me, it was just okay. Um, so, uh, 
What kind of a rating would you give it out of a five? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, if I have to give it an all around, considering everything, my likes and my dislikes, I'd probably give it a three. I same, same. Perfectly, it's a perfectly fine movie. I can understand why people would say, "Oh, it's the greatest movie ever made." Kind of, kind of. Uh, but there's definitely since that movie came out, there's definitely been like way better movies out there. Definitely. Yeah. Joker. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Now I I know I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make this a, a pretty short episode, so uh, I I will kind of wrap this up with uh, a kind of an idea of uh, what I'm gonna do next, and um, I was thinking uh, of like you know for the month of October I'll probably do like a couple episodes of this, um, so I I, I will say that uh, we're probably gonna do a you know spooky movies uh, older of course um i was talking to you before we recorded um, about an hour ago (laughs) excuse me that um i asked if you liked president reagan and you were very much no uh not very much but you were like "Uh, nah i I could pass um so i was thinking possibly the next movie we could do since it's not exactly a halloweeny movie and uh by the time i should be recording this next episode it won't be october yet so uh i was thinking about doing john carpenter's they live which is a movie starring the wrestler rowdy rodney piper and um uh also a famous uh black uh, horror actor keith david and i think a couple supermodels that i have no idea who their names are okay um, <laughs> i have no idea yeah uh, <laughs> J- uh john carpenter he directed um the first halloween movie Oh, okay. All right. Um, This movie is basically about a wanderer who kind of just like, um, I think he is in Chicago or Detroit, something like that. And he um, finds these glasses that basically when you put them on, it kind of like shows subliminal messaging behind uh, uh, like television and magazines and all this stuff. And as he's wearing these glasses and he can see all of this subliminal messaging, um he sees that uh uh there are people that are like when he doesn't wear the glasses that are normal people but when he puts them on they're aliens underneath okay <laughs> you sound extremely excited about this oh i really am <laughs> yes it, it it contains a five minute fight scene of just two muscle men hitting each other arguing about glasses it is extremely excellent and i honestly can't wait to show you because i know you're gonna be very <laughs> frustrated with me <laughs> but thank you I, I i know that i look forward to it i do i i know you hate my as, as we like to joke cult classics <laughs> quote unquote um uh it's it's um i think it's it's starting to become like a an actual classic but it's still like when it came out people hated it but now there's people that are like this movie's the best um another best yeah yeah another best i will only show the best of the best and i know the worst movie the absolute worst that i definitely have to do before 
this season of the show ends so i gotta show you 2001 a space odyssey i might do that for the final episode because it is very long and it is very boring and even i can say like it, it is an awesome movie and some of the stuff that happens it's mind-blowing but it is immensely boring like a, a lot of nothing happens okay <laughs> Yeah, let's leave it for the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although we did suffer through the, uh, and I will say suffer through, uh, The Irishman. You remember that, Martin Scorsese? Yes, yes I do. Which was like four hours long. Yes. Yeah, that was... Did we split that into two days? No, Mom, we watched we that watched all in all one. Day. Oh, wow. Yeah, we watched Jeez. it all in one day, and then... right. I must have had a lot of munchies. <laughs> yeah, we watched it all in one day, and then I think afterwards you fell asleep, and then I started A Marriage Story... And then you woke up in the middle of that and like, why would you watch something you think I would like? <laughs> she, she woke up straight in the middle of the argument scene. And it's like kind of the most riveting part of the movie. <laughs> but uh, Marriage Story, it's a good movie. Everyone should check it out. But Jeez, um, you're telling all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, thank you so much uh, for listening. Thank you so much for, for doing this. You're uh, quite welcome. And... Uh, uh, I will hopefully be back not hopefully I have to be back next week for another episode or else I fail <laughs> you all so much for listening don't want that no nah. uh, thank you so much for listening this has been Hybrid Moments with your host the Catholic have a wonderful day <laughs>